The Perth Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by Macron Store Perth, an industry leader in quality teamwear specialising in grassroots, semi-pro and professional team attire. Visit the Macron Sports Hub Perth Facebook page for more. Thank you to Macron for helping us keep the pod running and for their continuous involvement in community sport. long hiatus we're back ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the perth football podcast i finally got the microphones to work and click record and did everything properly and uh joining us in the <laughs> studio tommy dolman tommy how are you mate i'm good Kalichi. don't tempt fate though uh i'm knocking on wood i'm knocking on wood and uh joining us the person who is chuck what you heard uh is sean fry sean how are you you keeping well yeah, I'm good, mate. I just wish you'd take some of your own advice because you're always telling me to not knock on the uh, table and now you're telling me that you're knocking on the table. That was for dramatic effect, Sean. When you, ah, I see, I see. So it's all, it's, trust me to take things so literally. No, I'm very well, uh, my good friend. How are you? I've had, a, I've had better weekends, mate, but we'll talk about that later. Um... <laughs> We've got the naughtiest of naughty boys to get into, but that's a tease up with. Let's leave that for amateur hour because... Uh, yeah, we've got another naughty boy to get to in uh, in in the men's before we get to the naughtiest one. So the naughtiest, uh, I won't shadow anymore ever. Um, but look, let's <laughs> let's start with the uh, what everyone's here to listen to the MPL top four finals. We'll start off with Red Star coming out five one winners against Perth SC. Not a score that I was expecting to see, especially when it was 1-1 at halftime. Uh, Tommy, you were on the mic for that game. Give us give us a quick rundown. Uh, so, Perth, yeah, Perth Red Star, five, Perth Soccer Club, one. And as you say, Kalichi, it was a game, it's a fixture which has really been contested tightly for the, I'd say, the past few years now. Um, obviously, most of those have gone in Red Star's favour and there's... Um, been the odd draw in the mix as well. Perth got the better of them in the Cup and in the Night Series as well, if you remember. So you know, I was expecting a tight game, pretty similar to, to what we saw this time last year when Red Star emerged by a goal to nil. But what we did see after a tightly contested first half when um, Gemma Crane cancelled out Chiori Akeda's opener, um, that Red Star put the foot on the gas in the second half. And they found an extra gear. And in truth, Perth were really unable to get anywhere near Red Star's goal in that second period. It was so impressive from Carlos Vegamena's team and um, it's a reason why I suppose we've praised them so often uh, throughout the year. They've just got this ability when they need to to be able to click it up an extra gear when they are challenged and, and when the backs are against uh, when the backs are to the wall slightly. Perth really did come hard and they had a really good spell at the end of that first half and Gemma Crane was at the heart of it and she looked so lively. And and that gives and that gives me a lot of encouragement from a Perth perspective in, in terms of what they can maybe do this midweek and, and going forward that she's starting to sort of find her form at the business end of the campaign. But from a Red Star perspective it was just so impressive and not a big surprise but they're obviously going to be favourites to take out the top four cup and uh, and do double for a consecutive year. A fit and firing Gemma Crane, I think, is what what this league really needs. She's one of the, the players that I've enjoyed watching the most when she's yeah been a bit in full flow and full fitness. So it's it's good to hear that she's yeah hitting a bit of form. Hopefully next season will uh, will be a big one. And she took her goal really really well. And I think I think what's got to be a little bit gutting for 
for that Perth team is after you've had this really strong spell to finish off that second half, the goal you concede to go down to one is a bit difficult to take because it's it's not like Red Star outplay you. Um, it's it, it comes from a, it comes from an error, a lapse in, concent- in concentration on one end. But you know, if you're looking at it from a Red Star perspective, you, you go, this is why they're so good because they're relentless. They're um, Renee Leota's put all this work in trying to trying to chase down a lost cause, wins the ball, and it's those, it's those one or two percent things where because she's done that, they get the second goal, and then it kind of like deflates Perth heads a little bit. Correct, Jer, and um, I suppose the other move which um, was tactically huge for Red Star in the game was Jay Coleman came off the bench at halftime. She came on for Sophia Neal. Who Can beats- you imagine the luxury of being able to say, ah, oh, look, we'll rest you for the first half, we'll bring it on for the second half? Well, she actually had an injury um, in the final couple of weeks of the season. I think she picked it up in the game against Baucata Etna in sort of the third week from the end of the season. She didn't play in the final game, which they lost to Frio. Then she's had a week off since with the State Cup final and, and has been able to come off the bench. So um, when you've got a player like her, as you say, Kalichi, who can come off and, and impact games and, and really provide that solidity in the middle of the park, it um, it, it really had Red Star sort of ticking over again. And then she, she just bangs in this fantastically timed volley from 25 yards out, which Beck Bennett got a glove to. But it, yeah. It was just so powerful and, and so firmly struck. And, and by that point, it was really um, – it was – Probably game over at that point, given Perth hadn't really tested Red Star in the second half to date when that went in. And really, I suppose, from Pete's perspective, I'm sure he was sort of at that point having a little bit of an eye on, on what was to come, um, obviously, this Wednesday night and and going forward to the final on the weekend if um, if they do get there. But um, yeah, this is very much the red zone of the season now for, for a lot of the players. It's been a long, hard campaign and that um, there's a few players who are away with the state schoolgirls um, over, over this week and, and next as well. And, and a few players who have been out with injuries as well. So it's a testing time and and teams are really having to, to go to the depths of their squads. But um, yeah, Red Star, despite having some absences themselves, um, were unflustered and were very impressive again. I want to I get onto two things. The first one is that goal that Sarah Carroll scores is just classic third-person running where they've won the ball in midfield um, and your deepest midfielder ends up breaking through, making a straight run through the heart of the team. And um, and and Reina Kagami finds her with this delicious pass as, she, as she's streaking down the field. And it's one of those ones where, like, you know, as a defender, you'd anticipate that if it was the striker or the winger or something like that. But when it's the center, when it's the defensive midfielder who's doing that run, it's really hard to take. Um, sorry, it's, it's really hard to track. Um, I, I felt I felt a bit foolish, actually, just on that goal, Kalichi, because when I was doing the call, I sort of saw Kagami with the ball in the center of midfield, and it didn't really look as though she had anything yeah. on because um, the striker who I think was Leota was occupied by two defenders, and uh, Akeda, who was the wide option, um, was also um, marked by her opponents. You'd, and, think, you'd think everything was fine there, right? And then next minute Sarah Carroll goes bolting forward with this midfield run as you say completely caught me, caught me off guard and also Perth's defense off guard clearly and um yeah and then obviously Abby Woolley comes off the bench as well a young player who's who's made an impact as a bit of a super sub this year I think she's got half a dozen goals and most of them have come off the bench so yeah well-rounded and uh, there's, there's not really a lot more to say about Red Star in truth um other than just the deserved praise that we keep hauling upon them and let, let's not forget that um, let's not forget as well that Mum FC won the league in the first two years of the MPLWA women's competition, but they only won the top four cup in one of those years in 2021. So for Red Star to go 
back-to-back in both league and top four is quite a statement. And I know that there has obviously been a history in the women's game prior to the NPL, and it is a very young league in comparison with a lot of those over east, but that's a remarkable achievement, and it does write their name in, into the history books here. They haven't won it just yet, Tommy. They're heavy favourites. I was though, just yeah. going to say, I yeah. think, listening to you guys talk about uh, about that, that Sarah Carroll goal, and I think one of the, um, and I know you said, don't want to talk too much more about Red Star, but I'll, I'll wrap them up by saying that, like that is, that is, we talk a lot, um, Kalichi and I, about, you know, what, uh, especially at the top level, like when we're watching games and, and if your team's going through a patch where, you know, they're not scoring and we'll say like, as Liverpool fans, we'll go like, I've, I just don't know what a Liverpool goal looks like right now. My favourite question like I don't to really, ask. Yeah, yeah, what does a Liverpool goal look like right now? And, so if, and if you ask what does a Red Star ladies goal look like, uh, I mean, their the men's is, is not too dissimilar, honestly, but the, the the willing runners and the way that they defend in numbers and attack in numbers and and can... It's, Absolutely it's just kind of a, well, what it, Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, what does, a, what does a Red Star goal look like? Well, it looks like anything, um, basically, just because you <laughs> the, the attacks can come from all these different dangers and all these different points. And yeah, Sarah Carroll rumbling forward is, is an, a goal-scoring option. Like, they literally have threats everywhere and if and and you just can't pin down exactly where it's coming from but but it will always be yeah players getting forward look like you said it looks like there's no danger but if you get two or three willing runners and an overlapping run and and they just all work together so well i think that's the that's the key to to what's been their success is just the willingness to yeah to to all chip in both at both ends of the pitch and yeah they're um they're going to be very hard to stop Sean makes a great point and something we'll touch on with the men shortly, but for me, they're the ultimate double-edged sword because our Red Star in general, both the men's and the women's, because we look at teams around the league and we sort of say that NTC are a very good possession-based team. We look at um, Balcata, who have got who are a decent counter-attacking team when, when T is sort of leading the line. And we can say the same thing in the men's as well. There's, there's teams who are good at very good at one thing and, and maybe not so good as other things, whereas Red Star can get you on both ends. They're very good in possession with the likes of Higgins, with Hughes, um, with those guys who like to get on the ball and play through the lines, but they can also break on you in a heartbeat with the likes of Dow and Nichols. So they've got multiple facets in terms of harming opposition teams. And to me... That is, having thought about this over the course of the season, that for me is the key point as to why both teams are as good as, as what they are. And just one final point of the game, Kalichi, I know you wants to, to move on, but um, a little shout-out to Olivia Wood as well, who's come back into the team. She's had some um, issues with um, injury this season. Uh, she had a fantastic year in 2022 as part of that undefeated team that did the clean sweep for, for the, the gold medal. Yeah, and I, I think we were sort of all hoping that she would kick on and, and have a, a, an even better year this year and be a real sort of breakthrough star who, who would have a chance of maybe even getting a look in with Glory. But injury has curtailed that, but she's just started looking back to her best in the back end of the campaign. She was very good at the weekend, and hopefully she can sort of use that confidence from these last few games to, to, to have a, a great 2024 and put herself back in that picture. Before we get on to the other game of the round, we've got this awesome interview that Tommy did with Kim Carroll. Tommy, again, terrific work, mate. We will uh, have that in now. Perth Football Podcast, Tommy Dolman here at Red Star Arena. Just watched the major semi-final between Perth Red Star and Perth Soccer Club, the 1v2 game in the Top 4 Cup. And it was a bit of a statement showing from Red Star in the second half. A tightly fought first half, which was 1-1 at the interval. But then Carlos Vogamana's champions put the foot on the gas in the second period and ended up winning the game by five goals to one. I'm joined by Kim Carroll, Red Star 
centre-back and, of course, former Perth Glory legend as well. Uh, Kim, what did you make of that second half? That was quite something from the girls and it was a real message to whoever you're going to play in the final next week. Yeah, of course, the first half isn't how we want to play and how we wanted to start, but um, we did our job and, and obviously the second half is, is more consistent with us and how we want to play and, and that shows by, by the goals we can score. What was the message at halftime from Carlos? Was it just about sort of tweaking a, a few things and maybe just making that, that sort of fluid movement forward a little bit more cleaner rather than trying to rush things? Oh, he just reminded us it's a semi and it's never going to be easy and then that was what, what it was going into halftime, 1-1. So uh, he just reassured us to play our game and, and to be more aggressive and, and I think we di- we've done that. How, how difficult is it coming off a, a week off? Obviously the State Cup uh, final happened last week so in a way it's a good thing that some of the girls around would get a little bit of rest in their bodies perhaps but also maybe there can be a little bit of a slow start and a little bit of time to get things going again. Yeah, it's it's you know not always the favour that you, you have a weekend off, but um, for us, I think it was probably a good little refresher and, and we've come back into training this week and um, you know we'll roll into finals now. And of course, you've come back into this Red Star team and you're on course for another piece of silverware. Tell us what it means to you to be able to come back into this group of girls, a, a team which you've known so many of these players for for so long and to be able to share in, in moments like qualifying for finals like you have done again today yeah the, the club's been um great having us but um the group of girls that we've had over the years has always been great we've had a great um connection and and we get along really well so um that really helps us on the field and and they're, we're all friends so it's, it, it helps and how important was it to get the job done today because now you can sort of sit back and watch the chaos unfold this midweek between perth and ntc yeah, it'd be nice not to have the midweek uh, uh, game um, after a long season. Uh, three games in a week is always going to be tough, so um, we won't underestimate the play the the team that gets through um, on Wednesday. That's for sure, because uh, that's that's always not the way to go. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Kim. Well done today, and enjoy the week off. Thank you very much. Thank you once again, Tommy, and thank you once again, Kim. Best of luck uh, in the next round of fixtures as well. Other fixture that took place this weekend was the young NTC side playing a, could you call it upset? I don't know, actually. Yeah. Would you call it an upset, Sean? NTC beating Fremantle 3-1. Oh, well, if I was going to call it anything, it would be a cup set, mate, because it's a cup round. But um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. We've, we've seen enough from the... Uh, from the the talent around that NTC squad to know that they on their day they can beat anyone. So I, I, I you know, I, maybe if they were playing, if they are playing Red Star in a final or something, and they and they knock them off, then I'd say maybe that's a a minor cup set. But it's yeah, they 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 are they are deadly. But um, yeah, I d- didn't catch any of the games, so I'm looking forward to hearing who who stood out there for them. Oh, the only the only reason I mentioned that was because obviously. Um, there are all those players from the NTC side who are missing because they're now, you know, in that professional setting, so they couldn't play in this fixture. But then I suppose yeah. the same thing can be said for Fremantle because they also had some Perth Glory players. Tash Rigby and Abbey Green. Yeah, yeah. Tash Rigby and Abbey Green, key players uh, who weren't there. But then again, you balance that out by saying no Georgia Cassidy, no Tadi Kalala, no Grace Johnson. Ruby Cuthford. No, Ruby Cuthford. Um, and Ishka Brooking wasn't there as well. So huge, huge amount of talent that, 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 that could have been at that game. But Regardless, there was some serious talent on show and some great goals. Uh, Red Star Robbie's more talented sister. Did I say that out loud? Um, <laughs> oh, that's not the first time you've said it out loud. Mate. It might be the first time you've recorded it. <laughs> we still love you, Robbie. Um, Mishka Anderson scoring. Oh, just 
it can only be described as a worldie, Tommy. Goal machine. Where's where's this been hiding for the last couple of years? Yeah, she um she received a, a short corner and then um sent the cross in and um well maybe it was a shot. Maybe maybe I'm doing Misha a disservice, but uh, it went over Dale Schro- uh, Dale Schroeder's head in the Fremantle goal and and set um NTC on their way and um yeah and. Then Jamie Lee Gale equalised for Frio. A little bit of a goalkeeping error from, yeah, from Lily, Lily, Lily Bailey, yeah. yeah. But um, that'll go down as an error, unfortunately. But these things happen when you're a goalkeeper. But um, as as you mentioned before, Kalichi, uh, Emily Garnett. Um, oh, she's grown into a star. Lovely pirouette um, and a turn and finish past, um, past uh, Schroeder again to, to make it 2-1. And then Louise Tarner scored. Sorry, can we go back? I, I don't think you've paid that goal enough enough service, Tommy. <laughs> Have you seen the goal, Sean? Come on, Tommy. No, I was trying to watch them in the, on, embedded in the Football West page and it wasn't working. Right, so let, I'm let's... starting to think maybe my, all my complaints about technology, uh, it's actually user error. But, yeah, please, I, as I always say, Kalichi, you paint the picture for these better than anyone. So, so go on, get, get your easel out, get your paintbrush and right, uh, walk so she's, us through she's it. She's come in from the left-hand side about 20 yards infield. Uh, she's put her hand down, showing for the ball, saying pass the feet, pass the feet. And the ball comes to her feet and her first touch is as good as mine and it's awful right and that's probably the worst touch she's taken all year <laughs> right so she takes his touch defender comes in gets a, a half of a challenge in and then she like as Tommy described she pirouettes so she does that little like Maradona 360 thing that you do on FIFA where you go or all around the controller pirouettes around the player now she's about 25 yards out she takes one touch and lashes at far post and it's like it's this thing that's dipping Sorry, it's this thing that's just level. It's not even rising. It's just level. It's hit. It's arrowed into the far corner. And I'm going, oh, hat yeah, trick last week, 25-yard screamer after a pirouette this week. And she looked so stoked about the goal as well. That was the best part. Like, you see the celebration, and she's just like, oh, my goodness, I just did that. It's like, yes, yes, you did. It was awesome. Uh, she she is just a lovely human being on top of being a, a wonderfully talented footballer. Just so so nice to talk to, so humble when we spoke to her last week. And yeah, it's it's we, we got our fill of her that week. She was absolutely incredible. So to hear she's um, gone from strength to strength, yeah, she might be the player of this final series if she keeps it up. And and um, then the third goal was um, Garnett was involved again. She had a shot saved and Louise Tana followed in and that's uh, a third game in a row. Um, in league, state cup final, and obviously the top four semi that she's netted in. So, um, yeah, t- Louise Tarner's sort of come into her own as well as the season's gone on. She's going to be one of the players next season. Um, well, I-, I say senior players, but yeah. senior, I suppose, relative to um, ex- experience in the first team with NTC that's going to be guiding or part of the group along with perhaps Misha and, and a few others, which is going to be guiding um, some of the players such as Garnett, such, of, uh, such as Neve Healy, um, such as Mayor Archibald, who's who's been a big improver in the back end of the season as well. There's, there's a few other players who... Um, I know the NCC are very excited about and I suppose the exciting thing um, from our perspective and, and their perspective is that they get to go and do it all again on Wednesday night against Perth Soccer Club who are obviously going to be reeling from that defeat and um, and, and obviously as we know um, it's probably Sean's favourite uh, clash of, of coaches as well. Oh, it's surely everyone's. Well, that's, yeah, I can't wait. You can, you can, can never have enough football friends derbies. And um, there's an interesting stat from you, Tommy, about this game basically being deja vu from last year or the, the entire playoff series. Well, yeah, so the top four teams, I think I mentioned it on last week's um, podcast, which ended up in the trash can, but um, the top four teams 
in the MPL women's competition all made the top four again in exactly the same order. So we had the exact same semifinals and the two winners were exactly the same as last year. Now, if you're a person that believes in superstition, then um, Perth's, NT, Perth's game with NTC this midweek, um, which was also on a Wednesday last year from memory to make it even more spooky, ended 3-2 after extra time. Oh, no, it was 2-1 after extra time, sorry. And Tanika Lala got the goal in extra time. She obviously won't be there this time. But, um, yeah, it's um, it's just crazy how this league's shaped out in the finals, at least, in, in a similar vein to last year. But um, whether we see any more twists or turns will be remain to be seen. What I'm what I'm like finding really cool and curious is, although we are going to be missing some really key players from an NTC perspective, right? With those players who are not going to be there because they've now um, used the pathway that the NTC have been there for and the purpose of it um, to get professional contracts. We still have some serious talent that's coming into the squad. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, obviously to Sam Geddes, whose team is going to be a little bit depleted, but um, she's got to obviously be a, a, a proud a proud coach, proud teacher, seeing, seeing a bunch of her players playing in that uh, in that match. And um, I do feel for Pete, though. I do feel for Pete because it's, it's just been a decimated, decimated team, poor injuries, um, and he's finding it tough to, to win the Football Friends Derby. I think he's only won once. If if anyone can do it with the with the depleted squad, it's Pete. I've seen him um, put together a few teams with uh, you know ten, eleven missing, and still find a way to be competitive. So yeah, yeah, there's definitely not going to be a walk in the park for anyone. Yeah, I agree. And they and they've still got the match winners. Shaw mentioned Gemma Crane before. They've got Ella Lincoln up front, who's had a good season. Judy Connolly, as well as a very good player, also She's terrific. Judy. Uh, Monique Monique Godding, I thought was having a really good first half of the season before she went away um, on on holiday. So. Um, and she's obviously back as well in recent times. So, look, Perth is still going to have weapons um, on the day at their disposal. Um, and if Rebecca Bennett can have a really good game in goal, she's kept nine clean sheets in the league this season, um, and she's one of the better shot stoppers in the league, so there's no reason why she can't do that again. And then Perth most definitely have a chance. But, um, yeah, as always, this this fixture is always um, a fun one, not only to watch but to commentate on. Um, and you never quite know what you're going to get. And I think part of it is just that added element of um, of obviously Ben and Pete going head-to-head, as we mentioned before. And um, the last um, well, the last meeting they had, NTC won it pretty comfortably. And Tanika Lala got a hat-trick in that game. As mentioned before, she's not going to be available. But um, they also met in the State Cup semi-final, which, um, which NTC prevailed in 3-2. So we also see goals in these games usually as well, which, which makes for quite something... Yeah, looking forward to it. And if you are listening to this on Tuesday and or Wednesday, uh, you can catch the game at 8.15 at Dorian Gardens on Wednesday night. So, yeah, get out there, support the support the local football. You'll have a great time. There's some serious talent on show as well. And the game before... Did you say 8.15? 8.15 p.m. It's a late one, Seanton. Jeez, that is past my bedtime. My goodness. and um... That is a late one. And the game before that is the under-21s game. So Balcata are playing Hyundai NTC. Balcata were actually the league winners at under-21 level. Um, I actually caught the end of the game on the weekend. That was the semi-final, the 1v2 semi-final. It was the last-minute winner, wasn't it? Balcata led a goal by a goal to nil with about 10 minutes or 15 minutes remaining, and Red Star turned it around to win 2-1. So um, Balcata will get their chance again, but they're playing against a um, an NTC side as well, um, which, which Sam will be coaching, um, friend of the podcast. So, um, yeah, good. Good opportunity to go and watch some women's football on um, on Wednesday night at Dorian Gardens. Jeez, I, I, I say it's um, I say uh, Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Wednesday. 
think we might have said Tuesday before. Okay, yeah, good, good. Wednesday. I was just going to say, uh, if I'm, I'm saying that's past my bedtime, but there's literal there's literal kids, and uh, <laughs> I always say it all the time. You, you look at these, you look at these kids, and you just like you watch them play football. You think they're adults, and you see them up close. You're just like, oh my goodness, this must be past your curfew. And I, I think um, I'm sure they get a, a you know the, the the parents will let them out of the house to. Uh, to go and strut their stuff, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a belter. One final question for you, Cleachy, before we wrap up, wrap up the women's. How, how do you gauge Fremantle City season? We've, we sort of spoke about a few of the other teams who didn't make the top four. Uh, Fremantle season ended at the weekend. Um, I, I sort of feel um, that we saw some flashes in, in games where they looked fantastic. Um, we saw them in round 22 against Red Star where they put it together off the back of an Abby Green hat trick. Um, obviously, they, she was missing along with Tash, but it was flashes maybe with that, maybe not quite seeing it enough on a consistent basis. And, and that's, for me, where they've got to maybe improve. Do you agree, Kalichi? I, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head in terms of that consistency point. And I think... Um, the talent's there. The There's talent, no doubt the, about it. The talent is absolutely there. And looking at this being Faye's first season in charge, um, you can see the ideas that she's got there. You can see the creativity that she's got in terms of her lineup and her tactics. Um, you can see that they have been a team that's constantly threatened Red Star. Um, but it, it kind of, it, I think they kind of fell short because of one availability. Like you, when you've got a football like Kat Jukic, who's only there every third week or something like that, that's difficult. Um, but then you've got players like Leek, like Waltman, who've had terrific years. Waltman's been, been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely fantastic. And, and, and it, it comes across in our uh, player of the year earnings, which you will see soon. Um, but also just in... And on the spreadsheet, on sorry, on the on the team sheet, on the scorecards, like you you see the impact that she's got there. Um, they've got a good balance between like experience and youth um, that's coming through. So, I I do think that with a bit more consistency next year, I think that they could be a really good challenge um, towards Red Star. And I think I think Faye's going to have a terrific year again next year when she has a little bit more time, a little bit more experience. She's able to get more players who can come in. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they like how they rebuild for next year. And and again, it, it's one of those gift and curse things where you've got these glory players who are huge and key parts to your team. Um, but then come crunch time, come playoffs, come finals, they're not there. Um, whereas you look at Red Star and they don't have that problem. And that's always going to be an advantage if they don't have any glory players in their team and they have those players who are available come finals and stuff like that as well. Um, that will be all for the NPLW. Um, we're going to see if we can add a couple snippets in here. What you should be hearing next is uh, we had the Africa Down Under Day on Thursday. Um, an absolute cool showcase uh, of culture, of color, um, good vibes, good music. Yes, Shaunton? And it had one of our one of our favorite uh, names that has departed the league recently, Kalichi, as well. You yes. said you saw down there. Yes, Manasse Abandelwa. What a name! Ah, oh, yeah, Abandelwa. Uh, he uh, he was down. Um, he's obviously was in Victoria last season. He's come. Was he Bentley? Can't remember. Can't remember either. Any other familiar faces? Uh, you saw? Yeah, um, Albert Lou was there. Louis. Yeah. Um, who scored the winning goal for Western Knights to keep them to keep them up? Um, also saw Cherno Bar, um, yeah, and 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 a few other players who've been playing. Noah Shimaki was there, um, so saw a few players who were playing MPL and uh, from around the traps. Um, also, Jordan Dalejo was there. wasn't playing, but he was there supporting, which was great. And um, and of course. Uh, 
Perth Glory's newest striker, Tia Stonehall, was there as well. So you'll hear interviews with myself and Sharif, and then an interview with myself and Tia, and then an interview with myself and Manasa Abandawa. So yeah, enjoy that, and we'll see you in a sec. Perth Football Podcast Special. We're down here at Wellington Square for the Africa Down Under Football Tournament. I am delighted to be joined um, with Football West Chief Executive, President, Chair? Chief Executive? No, uh, no definitely Chairman. Chairman, chairman. Of, chairman of Football West, Sharif Andrew Sharif. Um, cracking day, cracking atmosphere. Uh, for those who don't know, give us a, a few words on, um, on this event, the Africa Down Under uh, Football Tournament. Sure. Every year there's a, a really big uh, mining conference in town called the Africa Down Under, Africa Down Under. And uh, for about 15 years or so, Football West has been partnering with the conference to hold a football tournament on the sidelines of the, of the event. And uh, generally it's a Lang- Langley Park, but the last couple of years we've held it here where we are standing right now at Wellington Square. And what it basically is, is there's about 20 or so African sides and um, each one is sponsored by, by a company and they're playing five a side. And they play all evening into the, into the sunset, into the, in the nighttime, and it's just a brilliant atmosphere. It looks like a cracking atmosphere. I'm looking at it now, and there's actually quite a few footballers in this tournament who play MPL, who play amateur leagues as well. So what's it kind of mean for the calendar and just the atmosphere? Well, it's, it's always marked into the Football West calendar every year early on. And for me, it's one of my favorite days. Um, more recently, we've had the Football Futures Foundation involved, and, and, that, and that's brilliant to our charity, just to show what we're giving, giving back to the community. Um, what, one thing that it means, I think, really for the companies involved, is, is really big as well for Football West, is that they can actually show that they're supporting some of the African diaspora here. And that's, that's just brilliant. And like you mentioned you mentioned companies being involved and company support, and one of the companies that you are actually work for is, uh, sponsor a team. So I know that they've won it once before, maybe twice before. I'm, I'm not too sure. I know that they've won it previously at least. Yes. Um, why is it important for you and your company that you're actually coming down and, and, and putting your money where your mouth is, so to speak? Yeah, absolutely. For, for BDO, which is my company, BDO find it really important to give back to the community and getting back to football as well. I'm obviously very biased in, in, in my role, but I think it's really important to, to, to give back in that way and to show that we're the importance of sport, the importance of sport in community, the importance of sport in helping in, in terms of uh, the African community here in Perth, and, and football is such an important part of that community. And look, the last one for me, but I can also see that there's a pitch um, for, for, for women playing, which is obviously terrific to see considering the impact the Matildas have had and also just a development from that side of the, of the game here in Perth. Look, that's brilliant. I love, love to see the women playing here. I think that that's growing. And with the Matildas' success, is only going to grow even, even more. And I think we're going to see in years to come far, far more, more women playing. And I think one of the things that's great, the comp- there's so many companies involved in, in sponsoring each of these teams here. And they, they, mount, they, they love the fact that they give back and that each of the teams that play here, they get to keep their bibs, they get banks of balls, they get equipment as well to take away with them. It's not for profit and it's just, it's just brilliant. Well look, it sounds like an amazing time. The beat of the drum is taking me away. I can also smell some terrific food being cooked, so I'll leave you to it and hopefully speak to you soon as well. Thanks, Kalisha. Perth Football Podcast, Kalicho Sun was still here at the Africa Down Under Soccer Tournament here in Wellington Square. I've come up against a local celebrity now and a professional footballer now, uh, the newest recruit for Perth Glory, uh, Tia Stonehill. Tia, how are you? You well? I'm good, Kalichi. I'm good. Look, I um, firstly, congratulations on the season. What's it like having, having had that season, especially after last year? Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been good. I think it was good to... Um, I think find my confidence again. Um, I was with a good bunch of girls as well, so it kind of made it easy. It, it made it easy for me to bounce back. 
and bounce back you did. You ended up being part of the uh, Impetus Women's Football Team of the Year from the MPL, voted by uh, myself, Tommy Dolman, and Ben Gillsby. And one of us had the pleasure of writing for you, writing about you, because we knew if we wrote the wrong thing, we get a phone call by Mama Bear. But well, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> what's it? What's it like? How's it feel to to be to be part of that team of the year? Um, yeah, it's 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 an amazing. Um, it's an amazing achievement, and it's good to be, I guess, recognised for for your hard work and probably the best write up I've ever had. Like, Thank you. Honestly, I'm going to print it out, put it up on the put it up on the uh, on the wall, and. Look at it every day. I'll tell you what, I'll, you do that and I'll sign it. And then when I buy your Perth Glory jersey, you can sign that one. And that way it kind of works <laughs> We've got a deal, we've got a deal. But um, look, we're down here at the Africa um, Down Under. And just tell us about like the vibe here, because it feels awesome. It feels like a huge community event. The drums are there, the music, the music is blaring, and also the food smells delicious. Yeah, you're right. It is absolutely a vibe. And it is putting the biggest smile on my face to just... Like, just see everybody just in their element, playing foot, like, because of football. Like, this is, what it, this is what it means, and this is why I love the game. And it's like this all around the world. It just brings people together and just seeing how happy everyone is and enjoying themselves and being fit and active. And, yeah, that team, like, just that team mentality as well. That's why sport's so important. The best part about this is we've got like metro players, amateur players, and we've got a couple MPL players here. Yeah, there's all sorts. Um, there's all sorts, and it feels absolutely terrific. So look, I'll leave you to it. You get back to uh, enjoying. I know preseason's coming around the corner. You need to recharge the batteries of that powerhouse. Absolutely. Thanks, Kalichi. All right, the last interview, Kalichi Sonwa, Perth of the Podcast, down here at Africa Down Under found a special guest, one of the live houses from last season, an eccentric footballer who's had a bit of fun um, out in the eastern states. Um, Inglewood missed him a lot this year, would have done with his goals, maybe they wouldn't have been in such a relegation position. Manasseh Abandawa, Manasseh, how are you, Manuel? I'm good, I'm good, yeah, I'm very, very well. Just um, here on... He's just taking uh, a bit off, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing well. I just came back here. Obviously, the season over East is over. So came back here just on holidays to see the rest of the game. Yeah, just happy to be back home. And you've come out here and you're playing in the Africa Down Under, and I'm sure you're playing the Africa Cup as well. What's it mean to be out here playing in these tournaments and these competitions? Because it, it feel, honestly, I've, I've been to the atmosphere for, for this. This is my first one here, but also the Africa Cup. Those atmospheres are special. Yeah, yeah, it's a very like special atmosphere, honestly. It means lots of boys to come down here and just play the game that we all love, but also represent our countries as well. You know, a little something like, you know, just coming down, kicking the ball around. It's very good fun. Also gets really competitive at times. It's very the competitive. atmosphere is always amazing. Yeah. It's very like people are coming in here for some tackles, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've already caught a couple myself the last three games. But yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. It's good when it's competitive like this because also they just come and get those little touches in on your holidays. It's very, very good as well. But I uh, see that you weren't caught slipping there. I just saw you go past the person, <laughs> give him a little shimmy, go on your left hand side and put him in the back of the net. So <laughs> talk to us about that one. Ah, uh, of course. Uh, we were down a couple goals. So we thought, okay, maybe let's turn it up a little bit. We already scored one to make it 2 2 1. And so I saw the chance, I saw the space. I'm normally very confident going on plays and having to show the left or right. So, yeah, saw the space and decided to take the shot. Well, look, honestly, good to see you back. Hopefully we see you back in the MPL. If not, keep killing it over East and representing WA as well, man. Of course. I was good to see you.